0: Welcome to the second a- episode of Ad Leaks TV, everybody. This is where we go over the weekend review uh, from January 2nd to January 9th. I mentioned this in the last episode, but I wanna do another reminder here, okay? Chinese New Year is coming up January 25th to this, uh, February 8th, okay? Pretty much everything is shut down in China during that time. Talk to your suppliers, uh, et cetera. Make sure that you're not gonna be impacted. I literally see people go out of business every year from this that don't know about it. So please make sure you're good to go there. I also wanna throw a very special shout out to Dino Panopoulos for doing his awesome weekend reviews every week. That's what's making this possible in the first place. So thank you, Dino. Uh, I really appreciate it. I hope everybody enjoyed the first episode of Ad Leaks TV. So we're gonna try a few different things here. See what you guys like most, okay? But anything, comments, questions, et cetera, please comment below uh, and let me know Okay, so we can incorporate it into future episodes. This is still kind of a work in progress. All right. I also want to let all of you guys know that I'm going to be going over questions at the end of this. And please, if you want me to answer your questions, please comment on this episode below in the comments here. Okay, Uh, for me to go over next week, and then I'll go over them on next week's video, etc. Okay, so you can get all your questions answered by me. All right. For your convenience, links to any of the posts or videos I talk about in this video. Okay. Are all going to be in the post above the video, right here. So all the links and everything you need are right there to see all the full posts. All right. Now a word from our trusted partners. Action! Brace yourself! Hi, I'm Travis, and this is Chamber Media, where we make high-end productions for Facebook and YouTube ads. We took Transparent Labs from two million to twenty-four million in revenue in just two years. We took Mr. Cool from 10 million to over $36 million a year. So go to our website, watch our videos, look at our case studies, take a big, long, unadulterated peep. So we have a little bit of housekeeping stuff to go over, guys. I want to announce the winners of the December contest, okay, of NADLeaks. First place goes to none other than Nicholas Harvey, okay? Uh, he gets a ticket to one of uh, my masterminds or my retreat. So congratulations, Nicholas. Second place went to Dan Waldrop. Uh, he gets five months of free AdLeague Platinum. So that's awesome. Congratulations, Dan. And third place, uh, none other than Ken Nowak. Uh, Ad- he got an awesome AdLeague swag, swag box. So uh, thank you for that, everybody. We're also gonna be having a contest coming up in February. Okay, that's gonna start February 1st. So gear up your content, get ready. It's gonna be lots of awesome prizes again, okay? Next order of business, we're creating a round table. Table of advertisers that are spending at least a million dollars a month or more uh, in ad leaks, okay? And we're gonna get like five or six of us together basically just to go over uh, uh, You know what uh, trends we're seeing hmm. tactics what's working what's not uh, and then we're gonna broadcast that to ad leaks. So um, you have that to look forward to okay the next order of business here. Um, we just have uh, some uh, friendly reminders for you, okay? Um, The first one would be to set up two-factor authentication on your account. Uh, This is by Zevi Huberger. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. And if I'm not, please just comment below with the proper pronunciation. Um, I'll try, I'll do my best here for you. Um, And a a public service announcement here, honestly, guys. Uh, Update your profile mobile number, um, plus add two-factor authentication, okay, to your profile. Plus, I would recommend you set up the trusted friends, okay? Which is basically, if you get locked out of your account, Um, one of your trusted friends can kind of help you get back into it, okay? Um, If you don't do this, you could literally be screwed if something happens to your profile. I've seen this happen many times, okay? Um, And I've actually been saved myself from doing this. Um, So I appreciate it. Um, I recommend you guys all do that right now. And now, a message from our sponsor. Okay team, Facebook ads, give me an update. Pay attention, people. In the world of digital marketing, it's easy to get overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. Our digital marketing experts work with companies of all sizes to grow their revenue online. Thanks. We're your outsourced CMO. Month to month, no long-term commitment. We can manage one service, your entire digital business, or anything in between. Because if we can help these kids succeed, imagine what we can do for you. Visit hawkmedia.com today to get your free marketing consultation. This next post shared by Scott Seward uh, is all about the CBO update, okay? Which I'm sure many of you guys have been wondering about. Is CBO gonna be mandatory coming up here in February like we were told, or is something else happening? So uh, so Scott was nice enough uh, to share uh, all of his uh, questions and answers uh, from his rep. Um, so let's go through those one by one, okay? Uh, first question, uh, what makes an ad account eligible for the February 2020 migration, okay? The answer is that ad accounts will be eligible for the February 2020 migration, as long as they are not using the API as their primary creation interface or incompatible features with CBO, okay? Uh, And for those of you guys that may not know, um, using the API means uh, usually like a third party tool like Smartly or, uh, you know, Adzuma, et cetera. So as long as you're not using that, um, then you'll be eligible, but you also have to, uh, be not doing any incompatible features with CBO, okay? Um, so let's go over what those incompatible features are, right? What features are incompatible with CBO, CBO, okay? Um, and for those of you guys that may not know, CBO is Campaign Budget Optimization. Uh, we, 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 we talk about it all the time, uh, so hopefully you guys know. Uh, anyway, so the features that are incompatible with CBO, okay? Uh, number one would be mixed optimization goals uh, with lowest cost bidding, okay? I can't do that. Number two, okay? is uh, having over 70 ad sets in a campaign, that won't work for CBO either, okay? Um, that's been since day one. Um, number three is evergreen campaigns, okay? Which would be campaigns that were created over a year ago that have no end date, okay? So they're daily campaigns and not lifetime, all right? Next question, um, if my client is migrated to CBO in February, what will happen with their existing campaigns that use ad set level budgets, okay? Uh, and this this is a, a big one, okay? Because a lot of us in, in ad leaks uh, have, campaigns running that are still using ad set level budgets. Okay, so if advertisers have existing campaigns using ad set level budgets, those campaigns will continue to run as is after the migration. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, I was really nervous about that myself um, because I found that, uh, you know, CBO is working for some of my strategies, but in general, um, I'm still really loving ad set budget for the majority of stuff. Uh, but you guys need to know that um, Facebook is telling us that we will have limited uh, edit functionality for those ad set budget campaigns. Um, So I would recommend that you set a bunch up now. We don't know exactly how they're gonna limit the edit functionality. Uh, Maybe you won't be able to change the targeting. Uh, Maybe you'll only be able to change budget. We don't really know. Um, So just kind of be ready for that just in case, okay? This next question, okay? Uh, Do we anticipate other migrations after February 2020? Uh, Long story short, the answer is yes. Uh, and Facebook wants to have all accounts using CBO exclusively by 2021. So basically guys, they pushed the CBO mandatory out for at least a year, okay? So we have until 2021 uh, at least. Who knows, they may even push it back further, okay? Uh, But personally, I think that's great news, okay? So basically they're pushing everyone to CBO, uh, but we know they need more time, okay? Um, uh, We've seen that ourselves, right? So thank you for the update, Scott. Really appreciate it. Uh, This next post by Nicholas Harvey showed how Cambridge Analytica, uh, there was a leak showing the global manipulation is out of control, okay? Um, So it exposes manipulation. It was a great article actually. And it exposes manipulation similar to what went on in the UK and the US. If you guys are uh, kind of familiar with the story, hopefully you are. Um, But it's actually going on in over 68 countries around the world, okay? And all signs, Pointed things getting worse in this case, and not better, okay? Uh, they also exposed a bunch of ways that Cambridge Analytica set up networks of shell companies to funnel uh, dark money, they call it, uh, into uh, political campaigns and to candidates, uh, not only in the US, but all over the world, okay? Uh, To basically uh, get around campaign finance regulations, right? Uh, It's a very interesting read, uh, so if you have time, I highly recommend you watch it. Uh, This next post, uh, Facebook Annual Report 2019, The State of Disruption uh, by Tabish. This was a very, very interesting uh, ebook. Uh, This came right from Facebook themselves, okay? This was an official Facebook document uh, and it took me a while to go through, okay? This is not like a, a two-page ebook. This was quite a quite a long document. Um, but uh, I'm gonna break down the summary for you guys so you don't need to read it, okay? <laughs> um, long story short, uh, convenience takes the cake, okay? Time is value, time is money, all right? 59% of people, uh, th- according to Facebook, 59% of people uh, sometimes choose convenience over a lower price. Um, I'm actually guilty of that myself too. If there's something for slightly more money on like a Shopify store, uh, or I can just get it on Amazon for a couple dollars more, uh, I'm gonna go on Amazon because I already have my payment info and everything, right? It's just more convenient, okay? Um, Next point they made in their document though is a great one. Uh, According to Facebook, $213 billion, okay, is lost or deferred annually just from friction, okay? I'm uh, making it hard to check out, uh, you know, not having FAQs, maybe not having live chat, this sort of thing. Friction from people actually purchasing, right? Um, another really interesting fact, 84% of people will not shop with a brand anymore after just having one bad experience, okay? Uh, That's a really important thing. That just tells us more and more that having great customer service is even more important, okay? Even just one bad experience and you can lose a customer forever. Not to mention, uh, you know, they're definitely gonna tell their friends and family about this bad experience they had uh, if they ever bring up your brand. So you definitely don't want that going around, okay? The next screen size is mattering less and less uh, and younger generations are migrating towards smartphones and tablets and further away from traditional TVs um, and you know, large TVs. Um, we've all kind of seen this and know this, um, but uh, but Facebook's taking notice of, uh, notice of this as well. Next would be uh, Facebook's really pushing uh, mission level marketing. Okay, is being incre- is increasingly important, um, and it forms a deeper bonds with your customers. Okay, um, things like uh, helping the uh, you know climate change or helping uh, the environment or uh helping a children's charity okay um stuff like that where your company has a mission and you're connecting with customers that share similar uh you know visions or uh, values that your brand does okay next uh recommendation from facebook and this is something that i've been talking about for years now literally okay Um, and i'm glad to see facebook also pushing this too okay build a community around your brand, okay? Specifically, like a Facebook group, okay? So if you're running, let's say, uh, an e-comm store and you sell maybe dog products, make a group called like I Love Dogs or, uh, you know, Dog Lovers or something like that, right? Um, uh, Make a, uh, you know, make a community around your brand uh, and your, All sorts of metrics will go up, Um, your uh, your engagement rate goes up, your conversion rate goes up, okay, your AOV goes up, your lifetime value goes up, your word of mouth referrals goes up. Um, There's a ton of benefits, okay, so build a community around your brand. I really can't stress that enough, okay. Next point that the document made was uh, machine learning is getting more and more prevalent and important. Um, just focus your marketing and team more on other things like better creatives, better client management, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so next is uh, they, Facebook took a little bit of time to go over uh, creatives, okay? Um, so what they recommend is to tell mobile-first stories, okay? Um, uh, Facebook they says themselves, fight for every second of viewer time, okay? And that's what you need to be doing, all right? Recent studies show that it takes only 400 milliseconds, okay, for a consumer's uh, consumer's mind to form uh, an imprint about your ad, positive or negative, okay? And they have an emotional response to it in the time it takes for one heartbeat, all right? Literally, they form an emotional response to your brand in a heartbeat, okay? <laughs> um, so it's really, really important that you, uh, you do creatives properly, okay? And the last part of this document that I thought was really interesting uh, was that Facebook recommends, uh, something that I'd recommend as well, um, but that I've seen uh, actively discussed in, the, uh, in ad leaks here, um, so Facebook recommends that you uh, mix video, uh, video creatives with static creatives together in one campaign uh, for the best performance, okay? The reason for this is that in each ad set, all right, um, when Facebook's deciding which ad to show in the auction, all right, uh, maybe uh, if someone's uh, you know, at home on Wi-Fi, they're gonna show them video, okay? Whereas maybe if they're out with no Wi-Fi on a slow, uh, you know, and they don't have good cell phone signal, that's when Facebook's probably gonna show them a static, uh, a static ad, a static image, uh, rather than a video, okay? Um, so if you wanna reach your, your demographic and your audience, kind of no matter where they are in their day, um, uh, you really need to mix video and static together, okay, for the best performance. I've seen this personally as well. Um, so that's it for the, uh, the Facebook document there. I do recommend if you have time that you, uh, you do read the whole thing. Uh, there was some other interesting tidbits in there. Uh, but I'll leave that for you guys to figure out, all right? Uh, This next post shared by Josh Graham uh, was an article uh, about IBM launching their advertising accelerator with Watson, okay? So those of you guys that don't know, um, IBM has been pretty big into AI actually for years now, okay? And their AI is called Watson, all right? Um, so what's pretty cool is that they formally have announced now that Watson is coming to Advertising Management all right, with their Advertising Accelerator program. Okay? So basically it's more personalized, more targeted, etc. Um, it didn't list where these ads would be seen um, you know, on their platform. I would assume it maybe plug into display inventory, um, but we're definitely looking forward to that. Um, And we can see more things moving in the direction of artificial intelligence uh, in advertising, so that's really cool. Uh, This next post um, I really loved and was shared by none other than Rudger Toll. Um, Love it, great content all the time, highly recommend you check out all of his posts. Um, This specific post was an announcement uh, by ManyChat that they're launching SMS and email channels with full support. Um, this is huge, okay? ManyChat is going over to be a full stop SMS and email auto, uh, automation platform, so you won't be forced to use only Facebook Messenger, okay? You'll be able to uh, SMS people, uh, do email automation, etc., all in one place, as well as obviously Facebook Messenger. Um, but This is gonna make it a lot easier, uh, and I think gonna give, uh, uh, give ManyChat a big leg up on the competition. Uh, now we get to uh, the video post. So the first one here was by Marty Marion, a friend of mine, uh, and uh, I really loved this video. Um, It's uh, the basics, uh, it's called SEO on fire, it was part one. Okay, it's about a 30 minute long video. Um, There's honestly so much value in there that it it would be too much for me to try to summarize it um, on AdLeaks TV here. Um, It's about a half hour. Um, I highly recommend you watch it though if you wanna up your SEO game. Great content here shared by Marty. Thank you, Marty. Uh, This next post is from Nicholas Ayers. Uh, and this is about um, uh, now that you can use conversion tags uh, with YouTube ads, uh, and that's it, you need it to scale basically. Um, so for those, those of you uh, uh, that aren't as familiar with YouTube ads as you may be with other platforms, um, conversion tags in YouTube are basically like standard pixel events uh, in Facebook, where uh, you know you can have lead or purchase or you know ad payment info or add to cart, etc., uh, across all uh, all your you know across your entire website. Um, so this is one thing uh, that definitely helps you to scale. Um, and we're definitely looking forward uh, to more from Nicholas on YouTube ads. Um, I definitely wanna learn more about that too. So thank you, Nicholas, for that. Hey, this next post was from none other than Jeff Minichbach. Uh This is a great post. It was a uh, creative ad ideas for 2020 inspiration, okay? Um, this was a great post about all the major ad styles that Jeff has seen to be very successful, okay? And a uh, disclaimer, he used MVMT as an example in some of the ads because he loves the brand, not because he did those creatives, okay? So ad style one, sc- a scrolling product ad, okay? Uh, this idea was to have a large model photo on the left uh, with some small scrolling thumbnails in the middle and text on the right, all right? Ad style number two is gonna be an animated ebook ebook ad. Uh, this is a great way to show any kind of book or ebook in a creative way, much more appealing and attention grabbing uh, than just showing a static image of a book, right? We've all seen those, all right? Ad style number three, all right? A product highlights ad, okay? Uh, This was made from a static lifestyle photo, uh, but uh, Jeff added animated dashed lines outlining the seams of the jeans and used animated lines and text to highlight the features. Very cool. Uh, Ad style number four, a custom video holder, okay? This was mostly a graphic-based ad, but then they created a video holder where brands could run an actual video ad inside the placeholder, but then also have products uh, slowly scrolling and changing across the footer, which is super cool, right? For ad style five, this is the animated pop-up style ad, okay? Uh, This was a video that Jeff did for a national conference for the A&E Flip This House stars, okay, to drive sales to their seminars, all right? Um, He calls it an animated pop-up style ad, uh, where he layers uh, the video in Photoshop, and then he has all the different elements popping up in sequence, okay? Super cool. Um, Ad style number six, alright, is the cinemagraph, alright? On this one, they actually removed the ocean from the book, okay? And replaced it with actual video footage of moving water, uh, and it matched almost perfectly. Um, These cinemagraph style ads are great for grabbing attention and I'm pretty sure there are so many apps out there that can make these, uh, and there definitely are, okay? Uh, One of them is Flixel, so you guys can check that out. All right, Uh, ad style number seven, okay, is rotating speakers ad, okay? If you're hosting or participating in any kind of upcoming events, Uh, These ads are a great way to show off the speakers in a single asset to avoid needing all sorts of images of carousel ads and stuff. Okay, They use Adobe After Effects to make the speakers rotate around with the appropriate names uh, changing and appearing as well. Very cool. Uh, Ad style number eight, okay? This is the animated book or ebook ad, but the advanced one, okay? So just like the first one, number two ad style, except for way more advanced, all right? Basically, uh, there are some After Effects templates out there that these can be done through, um, and they're a great way to show off any kind of multi-page document or physical book, okay? Super cool. All right, ad style number nine, all right? Rotating product ad, okay? If you can take photos of different angles of your product, You can make these, all right? We stitched together, or Jeff stitched together, uh, a ton of photos from TrueCar, and then put them all together to make a 360-degree spinning video ad for their employee buying program through Sam's Club. Very cool. Uh, Ad style number 10, okay? Uh, Video ad from Static Photos. jeff and both myself are still huge believers in making animated style videos for products or services that only have photos and no video footage okay you don't necessarily need high-end videos just to make a video ad and this example will show you how they took uh, photographs and added them into their own moving pieces to bring more life to it and give the illusion of video okay Uh, and thanks jeff for that awesome share that was great this next post uh, is by rutger as well how to use a messenger bot to segment subscribers, okay? Uh, this was a great video, especially if you need to learn more about messenger, um, uh, messenger bots. Um, so in this video, Rutger walks you through the exact steps on how you can use a messenger bot to segment subscribers, okay? Um, this flow is built to be bulletproof, okay? And to incentivize subscribers to give you more information, all right? And then based on that information, okay, we're able to create micro segments, okay? That you can use to create highly re- relevant micro campaigns, all right? That target these subscribers with ads, SMS, email, and Messenger. Okay, this is a really, really great video, and I highly recommend you check it out. Next is a great post by Gil David about how to make m- multi-country catalogs. Okay, uh, so Facebook released this functionality not long ago. Okay, and in a, in a nutshell, um, it means that you can display ads from one single product catalog. Uh, in whatever currency or language best suits the users seeing your ads, okay? Uh, Without having to pay extra for dedicated apps to try to accomplish a similar thing, or without having to have like 10 different catalogs set up for each country, okay? What this means, all right, is that you can combine all the data under one catalog, uh, which should uh, improve the quality of any audience you generate from that catalog, okay? Um, It's also. Now, Facebook's recommended catalog setup for anyone advertising globally. Okay, so uh, how do you do this, you might ask, right? So, first, you're gonna create a secondary override feed that will uh, override either the currency, language, or both of your main product feed, okay? Then you're gonna upload them as secondary feeds to your catalog, okay? Then uh, just debug uh, and check to see it's all good, all right? Um, Then you'll be serving better, more customized DPAs to your audience across the globe. Uh, This is a great video walkthrough of how to do this. And for any of you guys running international traffic, I highly recommend you check this out. Um, thank you, uh, Gil, for this video, much much appreciated. Uh, next, we're coming into some uh, educational posts that were text-based and not video-based. Um, this first one was by Kevin Porter, um, how he uses Facebook to create a lifestyle business. This is a great post because all of us, uh, you know, we, we were we were sold the dream of being able to just work on our laptop, kind of, right? And have our own lifestyle. Um, uh, Anyway, so Kevin saw a post saying, I want to spend more time watching Netflix and chilling and he loved it, okay? So most of us get into this business to have a higher quality of life, uh, spend more time with family, loved ones. uh, And for many of us, myself included, uh, this hasn't always been the outcome. Uh, So Kevin, uh, here's Kevin's tips, okay? To make sure that you can have a lifestyle business as well and actually have a life, okay? So number one, apply Pareto's 2080 uh, theory, okay? You've probably heard it loads of times, 20% of what you do is 80% of your result, right? So hire someone to do the easier tasks of your business, like maybe email lists or building out creatives or uh, customer service, whatever you're working on, so you can focus on scaling, okay? And what you do best, right? Um, automate your scaling, okay? Uh, test a lot of creatives, all right? When you hit that desired CPA, start scaling, all right? What Kevin recommends, okay, is that he usually starts with two campaigns with five ad sets each with all big audiences and all different audiences. Okay, then he begins duping and scaling out to new audiences and new bid strategies. Super simple, right? Uh, Set up your automated rules using Revealbot. Okay, and for details on these automated rules, I do recommend you check out one of my videos in the unit section on automation rules that I always use with Revealbot. Um, There's five rules I always use. Um, Definitely do that. Next. Try to make as much as you can recurring in your business, okay? I'm a big believer of this as well, and Kevin even does it with his digital course. It's amazing, I highly recommend, highly recommend that you implement some sort of recurring revenue into your business somehow. Uh, And if you can't think of a way, just post an ad leaks and ask, hey, here's a little bit about my business how would you guys recommend that I incorporate some sort of recurring revenue, okay? Okay, and the last tip is scale. Don't overcomplicate it. And for scaling, I personally recommend my shotgun method um, for scaling big, okay? Um, and there's a video on this in the units also. You wanna do shotgun and surfing, basically. That's the what I found is the best for scaling really big, all right? Uh, this next post uh, is by Saharsh Mittal. Okay, and this is so you can easily view and download a complete export of where your ads actually appeared, okay? Uh, So this is really cool. Um, Did you know that you can actually easily view and download a complete export of where your Facebook ads appeared, including all impressions? Um, This list covers audience network uh, and pages that publish articles or videos uh, that your ads appeared in, okay? Um, And you can use this list to check relevance and quality and then block certain publishers that don't align with your brand, okay? uh, this was a great post and a uh, uh, how-to. Um, so definitely, in the above, click the link if you want to get the exact uh, how-to on that one. Okay. Uh, this next post was by Ken Noack, um, and this was about adding a sticky link to your site. Okay. I think we've all seen before. Um, uh, you know, we've all heard of sticky buttons uh, that stay on the bottom of the screen as you scroll, like add to cart or something like this. Um, but Ken actually had a great uh, suggestion, which was to try doing a non-obtrusive sticky link at the bottom, okay? So just like a a text link, right? Not like an actual button, okay? Um, So really cool idea, I haven't personally tried it, but um, I really like that post, so thank you. This next post was about Google responsive search ads, an overview, okay, by David Sharp. Uh, This, uh, David Sharp is with Adzuma, which is one of our uh, preferred partners of AdLeaks, okay? Adzuma is a great platform, I'll go over that in a minute. Uh, Anyway, so, uh, this is about Google responsive search ads or RSAs, okay? They're basically like dynamic creatives where you can do multiple headlines, text, et cetera, and then Google rotates them and learns what works best for you, okay? So at Adzuma, uh, when they beta tested RSAs, they saw an increase in CTR and conversion rate, okay? So in effect, Responsive search ads share similarities with split testing and dynamic ads in Facebook, okay? So if you have no clue what Adzuma is, in a nutshell, they're an online advertising management platform. Um, using their technology, you can easily find smarter ways to optimize your Google, Facebook, and Microsoft ads, okay? They're a great platform, and like I said, an official AdLeaks partner, so I highly recommend you give them a try. Um, there is a special deal for ad leakers also uh, for 25% off for life. So thank you, David, for that. We appreciate it. Anybody looking for that deal, um, just go to the deal section in AdLeaks, okay? Uh, This next post um, I really liked. I'm gonna summarize it for you. It was a little bit long, um, but I do recommend you check it out, okay? Um, It was about uh, from Christian Vermeulen, uh, how he went and did $416,000 at a 6.5X ROAS, okay, in just 60 days, okay? And he actually did over 700,000 in revenue, which is really cool. So this is a really great post, okay? Um, and what he's covering, uh, and if you wanna learn, here's what you, uh, you need to read, okay? He, he covers how to use new collections and new item launches properly, okay? Uh, how to use sales and flash sales to boost your overall sales and profitability, okay? How to use signaling as part of your overall strategy to boost sales, uh, and the idea behind selling collections instead of selling products, okay? Uh, besides all those things, which is awesome, he does cover some Facebook specific points, okay? Like how to positively influence your CD, uh, CPM, uh, the creative testing system that they use to find winning products and creatives fast, okay? Uh, and what creatives they saw work best and what they focused on, all right? Uh, the way they set up their warm audiences and retargeting for extra boosts in sales. Uh, the CBO structure they used to achieve those results, uh, and a bunch of tricks, okay? Um, I do definitely recommend you guys read the post. Um, There's, again, a link above the video here. Um, It was very informative uh, and very actionable, okay? Um, So definitely check that out. All right, so now we're just gonna go over some general questions, okay, that were asked. Um, I'm gonna answer them for you, okay? Uh, This first one is, how can I make sure that only one purchase pixel fires per user, okay? Uh, There's a number of ways to do this, and it depends kind of what platform you're doing and whatnot. Um, one would be you could look in, uh, in Facebook for unique purchasers, okay? And not just purchasers, all right? Um, that'll, that right there would, would pretty much do the trick, all right? Uh, what you can also do though, uh, you, could, you could have a programmer make a script where it looks at the IP address and it logs the IP addresses of all purchases, okay? And maybe device ID and some other things. Um, you can make it so uh, uh, you basically have a server side script um, that checks and makes sure that the pixel uh, hasn't fired um, for that user yet. Okay, so you can have your programmer do this as well. Basically, this next question, okay, is does drop shipping still work? And it, it's funny to me that people ask these kind of questions, honestly, because there's so many people still doing drop shipping. But, um, but I totally get it, right? Is drop shipping dead? The answer, no. Okay, drop shipping is not dead. All right, um, drop, drop shipping still works, just not really the way that people were doing it originally, like you know, years ago, and up, up until even like a year ago, maybe. Um, You basically just can't go to AliExpress anymore and get e e-packets that take, you know, eight weeks to get delivered or something and hope that customers are gonna be happy with your brand. They're just not, okay? You can still do drop shipping. You just need to make sure it's with uh, quality products, okay, fast shipping, none of this eight-week stuff, all right, Uh, and have really great customer service, okay? And you can still build a great brand with drop shipping, okay, you don't have to stock products, all right? You just need to have a great product fast shipping and great customer service, all right? Uh, the next question was your favorite way to manage multiple languages on a Shopify store. Uh, there's a few apps that do this, um, but the top recommendation by AdLeaks members was to use the Weglot app, okay? That's W-E-G. L-O-T, okay? Use that app, makes it nice and easy. Uh, this next question was, uh, does anybody use ClickFunnels for an e-com store, basically, or for an e-com funnel? There is a number of answers in there. Um, I'm gonna answer it my own way personally. Um, uh, there are times when it's good to use a funnel, okay, for e-com. Um, this is stuff like uh, when people are gonna buy multiple of them, for example, like uh, teeth whitening, uh, the flashlights for a while. Uh, these have all been really big hits on funnels, right? Um, but the problem with these funnels though, is that people are only looking uh, at the product that you're showing them, whether that's like a flashlight or whatever, right? Um, they can't go browse your store and find other things that they want, okay? So typically I find that this works great if it's like a single product, um, not a bunch of products, okay? And if it's something people buy multiple of, all right? Um, otherwise, I would just use Shopify um, personally. Um, then you typically get a higher AOV, um, a higher lifetime value, etc. cetera who's going to come back to your funnel to buy another, you know, another flashlight, right? Like probably not likely, but they might come back to your Shopify store to buy something. Okay. Um, So I personally recommend you just use Shopify. All right. This next question was how do you handle a campaign that's tanking for three days? Okay. So my answer, and there's a lot of great answers here on this, on this thread. So I do recommend you check it out. But my answer was first, I examined metrics like CTR, cost per click, conversion rate, to determine why the ROAS dropped. Okay. Then depending what's up, I usually would uh, dupe creatives as my step one, okay? Step two, I would make some new creatives if step one doesn't work well enough. And step three, I would just try some new targetings or mess with my landing page or something, okay? Uh, There's a lot of different ways you can do it to improve, all right? Um, But it definitely depends on the specifics. All right, so hopefully you guys like this episode of AdLeaks TV, okay? Next, um, I don't know if all of you saw this, but I did post a thread in AdLeaks uh, a few days ago, um, asking if you had uh, questions for me to answer, to put them in the comments, okay? Um, and I'm gonna answer them right now for you, all right? Now, uh, if you have questions that you want me to answer on the next episode, really simple, just comment them below on this post, okay, of this episode, and then I'll answer them next time. Nice and simple, right? All right, so the first question was by Justin Brenner, uh, and don't mind me, I'm gonna read from my laptop so I can see the questions, all right? Uh, What material do your ad buyers study besides ad leaks to consistently better themselves? Um, Ad leaks is definitely the number one source of information in my opinion. Um, Otherwise, uh, the ad buyer group, sometimes there's good uh, tidbits you can pick up in there. Uh, And then besides that, it's just kind of keeping your your ear to the ground, uh, talking to people in the industry, finding new tools, um, you know, new updates, industry news, et cetera. Um, but there's not like, uh, you know, one specific other source or anything like that, in my opinion. Okay, now we have some questions from Nicholas Harvey. Uh, number one, um, he wants to discuss the answers to my pop quiz. Uh, basically, my quiz was asking um, what do you do if your campaigns are not spending the full amount of your budget, okay? There's no penalties, nothing like that, what do you do? The answer that I was personally looking for was just, um, and I said it was on auto bid, okay, in the question. Um, so what I would recommend is to change it to manual bid and then just up your bid. Nice and simple, that usually would fix the problem. Um, there were a lot of other great answers as well though, so I do recommend you guys check out that thread, all right? Uh, Nicholas asks, what methods are you using for new accounts, new pixels, no data, etc. He's asking if I use my 388 method out of the gate or what I use. Um, I do typically still use my 388, but usually I'm, I'll XNA on the video views campaign now. Um, it does not typically—it's uh, it, not beating uh, the conversions campaign as much anymore. Conversions, machine learning's got a lot better over the past couple of years, um, so I do recommend uh, the three eight eight, but like I guess like a two eight eight, just X and a on the video campaign. So you still have your conversions campaign with your eight ad sets, and then a PPE campaign with a couple of ad sets of the same audiences, uh, but, but using the same post IDs from the conversions campaign. Hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> One of his questions: uh, If you have a client uh, st- that can stay at you know X ROAS, uh, and you'd be happy, what would that row as be? Um, there's no set answer for that. For some, uh, some brands, uh, they're okay with a 1.5 ROAS. Other brands need a three uh, to be profitable or to, be, uh, to, to stay afloat. <laughs> um, but ultimately, you guys need to get used to and get your clients used to, okay? Just breaking even, if not losing a little bit on uh, top of funnel traffic, okay? Um, and really picking up uh, the profit in lifetime value and retargeting, okay? Uh, middle funnel and bottom of funnel, basically, and then lifetime value. Um, that's what you guys need to uh, kind of get through to your clients. Okay, there shouldn't be like a like a if, if they have like a three or four ROAs uh, minimum. Um, I mean, that's great if you can do it. Um, and, and with some brands, you can, um, but a lot of brands can. So just don't don't expect to always be profitable top of funnel. Um, that's something that's definitely changing. Okay, what kind of pricing discount should we give for mom and pops, nonprofit, etc.? Uh, I don't know if he's talking about as an agency um, or. If, if you're just an e-com store. If it's an e-com store, I mean, I probably wouldn't give them discounts, I guess. But if you're an agency, I mean, uh, up to you. I don't know, whatever you can do it at, if it's a nonprofit or something like that. Um, For mom and pop stores, I don't know. I mean, if if that's your business model, then I'm assuming you already have a set pricing model for mom and pops, because that's gonna be completely different than like a Pepsi or something, you know? Uh, And then Nicholas would also like me to rank, in my opinion, uh, rank in importance for 2020 uh, with Pinterest, Google ads, Snapchat, and TikTok. My Personal opinion would be, this is completely dependent on your demo, okay? Um, uh, As to if Pinterest is included in there or not, okay? So, but always, I would say for this list, Google Ads, uh, Pinterest, uh, if if you have a, a very female demographic, okay? Otherwise, then Pinterest would be at the bottom, all right? Next would be Snapchat, then TikTok, okay? Um, TikTok uh, is up and coming, obviously, uh, but the demographic is even younger than Snapchat, okay? Snapchat already kind of has a younger demographic. Uh, TikTok's even younger, okay? Uh, so if you have products that appeal to that age or uh, you know, to parents of kids that age and you wanna hit the kids uh, with those ads so they ask their parents to buy them those products or whatever, that would totally work. Um, But for a lot of us out there, um, you know, where our targeting is a lot of times like 30 or 40 plus age wise, um, uh, Snapchat and TikTok are still not uh, highly relevant. Um, Snapchat would be a lot more relevant than TikTok though for that. So um, anyway, that's my answer. There's a handful of questions more here. Another one from Justin Brenner. Uh, What is the biggest thing that most media buyers lack? Okay, and I will say that it's probably discipline, honestly, um, uh, and maybe analytical uh, analytical ability. Okay, um, when you're a media bar- and or creative, honestly, some media bars will be like great at uh, you know analyzing data, um, but then not as great as uh, you know at creating creatives or being being creative, right? Um, uh, so, uh, so they, they all kind of lack one or the other, I found. Um, and if they don't, then uh, you don't keep them very long. Dustin <laughs> asks also, what is my favorite analytical tool? Um, I'd say at the moment, uh, or overall, it depends what we're analyzing, right? Like if we're analyzing uh, uh, click sessions or something, then it would be different. But overall, I'd just say Google Analytics. Um, It's awesome. You you have to really kind of mess with it, though, to like really get familiar with it and like uh, customize your views and stuff like that. But it is super powerful. Jeremy Sunny asks, uh, what metrics do I choose to report to clients for e-commerce? What about lead gen and local? So for e-commerce, typically we're looking at uh, obviously total spend, number of purchases, cost per purchase, uh, ROAS uh, and maybe lifetime value. Um, Those would be the ones I can think of off the top of my head. Um, Then you'd also want to show ideally like, you know, a trend like, uh, you know, are you 20% better than last month or worse or whatever, you know? So like how you did compared to the month before as well. For lead generation, it'd be similar amount spent, number of leads, cost per lead. Um, Then ideally if you have stuff like contact rate or sign up rate or something like that would be nice. Um, And then for local, um, that's going to be a little tougher because it depends what you're doing. Um, But for that, um, ideally, you're having people, uh, you know, use some sort of coupon at the register or uh, something that allows you to track it. Um, uh, But local is a little bit different. So, all right, Thien, uh, he asks, uh, how to keep the results consistent, right? That's kind of a vague question. Um, There's a number of ways. My favorite way uh, is uh, to use the shotgun and surfing method. Um, That's the way to be consistent at scale. Okay, you you do have to spend like a lot of money to use that method, at least a few thousand dollars a day. Uh, minimum, um, uh, but I found that otherwise your, resi- your results just won't be that consistent when you're only spending like 500 bucks a day. You might have like $70 on that ad set and $100 on that ad set and $40 on that ad set. Um, and when your conversions maybe cost 30 or $40. Um, and you're only getting like 10 a day total across your whole ad account, you can't expect it to be consistent, okay? You're not feeding Facebook enough data, all right? Uh, Eduardo asks, how does surfing with CBO work properly? He keeps testing it, but he doesn't get consistent results, especially not when he uses automation. Um, So Eduardo, um, it works very very similar to surfing with ad set budgets. Um, So with ad set budgets, I always recommend you have at least eight to 10 conversions for the day before you surf, okay, and don't surf too late. Um, it's kind of the same with CBO, but you need even more conversions, okay? Because it's on a campaign level, right? Um, so on a campaign level, um, it depends how many ad sets you have, okay? But let's say maybe a rule of thumb would be maybe like five conversions per ad set. So if you have five ad sets in your CBO, um, then you should have maybe 25 conversions on your, uh, on your CBO total, um, even if there's not five on each ad set, right? But 25 total before you serve. Um, something like that, okay? Um, I'd have to look at the exact numbers, um, but basically you need uh, like double or triple at least the number of conversions on the campaign level before you surf. Um, otherwise, Facebook's, you're gonna up the budget and Facebook's just gonna jam money at different ad sets um, and you'll probably lose money, honestly. So if it's not working consistently for you, uh, just do it, don't it. do do it until you get even more conversions for the day, okay? Jacob uh, asks, what's the biggest pain points um, to have in mind as an ad buyer, when you're scaling up from $1,000 a day to four or $5,000 a day, okay, on an e-commerce with Facebook ads, Um, and then the same question with $5,000 a day to 10,000, and then up to 50K a day, basically. So uh, what are the biggest pain points? Um, A lot of pain points when you scale up from 1,000 to 50,000, okay? So the first pain points are gonna be that your creatives burn out faster, your audiences burn out faster. This means you're gonna have to get a lot more creatives done. You're gonna have to find a lot of new angles, okay? then also, your landing pages are gonna burn out faster, okay? Um, your product offerings are gonna burn out faster. Everything's gonna burn out faster, all right? Uh, then also, you need uh, you need not only more creative, but more um, uh, more ads, physical ad IDs in your ad account. You need more ad sets and more campaigns as you scale. i put it this way, you can't scale up to 50K a day, at least not profitably very well, <laughs> if you had one campaign, one ad set, and one ad, right? Spending 50K a day, that just wouldn't work, right? We all know this. Um, so you have, you can't stay with the same number of campaigns and ad sets and just up the budget to get to 50k a day. Um, you need to implement something like my shotgun strategy, um, which uh, again, there's a video in the unit section, but long story short, you're basically starting with like a ton of ad sets for the day and then cutting off the losers throughout the day and surfing up the winners. Is basically how it works, but that way you get consistency because you're throwing It's like imagine if you're throwing darts at a board, okay? The more darts you have to throw, the more likely you are to hit a bullseye, right? If I only have one dart, the likelihood of hitting a bullseye, not very good, you know? Then David uh, asks, how do I read the one-day click versus one-day view, seven-day click versus seven-day view, 28-day click, 28-day view? Um, And then how does it affect the way to structure your campaigns for conversion? So he asks, um, if I'm showing 10 sales on the seven-day and the 28-day, how to know what to do? Okay, so David, I'll answer the last question first here. So if you're showing 10 sales on the 7-day and 10 sales on the 28-day, okay, that means you got all those 10 sales um, within 7 days, okay? Because you still had 10 sales when it came to day 28, all right? Um, So you didn't get any sales from day 8 to 28, all right? They all came within the first 7 days. Um, What this tells me is that you should be doing a 7-day... Uh, seven day click, one day view conversion window when you're optimizing, okay? That's just optimizing like on the ad set level, okay? Um, Now how to read your attribution reports um, in reporting, that's different, right? And that's something actually I covered briefly in the last AdLeaks TV episode in episode one, Um, but I I do know it's kind of confusing, okay? Um, So let me try to do it like this and hopefully we can animate this on the screen to make this look good as well so you guys can understand it better, okay? Um, So you have your Uh, You have your 28 day, your seven day, and your one day, okay? Let's say I have 20 conversions here, uh, 10 conversions here, and five conversions there, all right? What that means is that I got five conversions day one, okay? Then it says 10 here on the seven day. That means I got five conversions from day two to seven for a total of 10 conversions in the first seven days. That includes the five on day one, right? Uh, Then I have 20 conversions by day 28. Um, which means that I got, uh, I had 10 conversions on day seven, now I have 20 on day 28, okay? Uh, Which means that I got those extra 10 sales from day eight through 28, okay? Because the day 28 includes the day seven, the day seven includes the day one, okay? And the day, uh, the 28 includes seven and one, okay? So you basically just look at the differences between them. I guess one more question here. Uh, Vincent asks, uh, what do you see as the trend for 2020 if you look at paid ads? All right. Uh, and this is actually a great question to end the, the question segment on because this is something that uh, I, I preach, literally preach at my masterminds and stuff. Okay. Um, the trends for 2020 uh, are similar to the trends every year. Okay. CPMs are going up. Okay. Costs to advertise to your customers are going up across Google, Facebook, Yahoo, you name it. Costs are going up. Okay. Um, obviously new platforms will come out and will be initially cheaper, but those costs will go up as people go on them too. So overall costs are just going up, okay? Um, To to combat this, you need to have a higher uh, AOV, average order value, and you need to have a higher lifetime value, okay? Um, You need to be able to afford more. So if you're barely breaking even right now, okay, you need to find a way to get your AOV up, your lifetime value up, you need to do some, uh, maybe multivariate testing, get your conversion rate up, okay? Um, you need to milk more money out of it than, uh, so that you can afford to bid higher. If you can't bid at least 25 you know, to 50% higher, Uh, per conversion that what you're paying right now for next year, um, you probably won't be around next year, honestly. Um, So you need to optimize your business more, okay? To be able to pay more to acquire a customer. Um, That's the biggest trend, okay? Uh, Other trends that I noticed though, for example, is that uh, uh, augmented reality is making a a bigger way into ads now. Um, I've seen a few people start using them, um, which is really cool. And I think that maybe this year we'll start to see some virtual reality ads. That might be pretty cool. Besides that, I mean, it's all the same stuff. Facebook is caring more about the user experience uh, always. Uh, you know, they care more about engagement. Uh, you know, you're getting uh, uh, fu- you know penalties basically, or shut down if you have bad customer service, bad shipping time, bad customer feedback, basically, right? Um, so Facebook is uh, just caring more um, about the users. Um, they also care more about their own reputation. So they're gonna they may take away targeting options or something. Who knows? Um, But I'd say that the biggest trend, like I said, was that you need to make sure that you increase your average order value and your lifetime value so you can afford to bid more, okay? Uh, I want to make sure you guys stay in business for a long time, all right? Uh, So that was it for the question segment. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. And again, if you have any questions you want me to answer on the next video, just comment below, okay? Comment below. This has been episode two of AdLeaks TV. This is your host, Tim Bird. You stay classy, AdLeakers.